can't wash away my sins. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can't make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. How precious is the flow that makes me light as snow. Now I earth out I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. All right, so uh, today's podcast, I'm joined by Tyler and Lori. Um, thank you guys, first of all, for joining me. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Glad to be here, man. Um, yeah, so we're gonna do a we're gonna do an episode today on biblical parenting. Um, this is something that, uh, honestly, for myself, has been just in, I guess, the past year, the past half year, that has really come to the forefront in my life. Um, wanting to honor God and honor His authoritative word by raising my children um, correctly and biblically and submitting to the supremacy and the authority of scripture as I do so in a way that honors God and not that my children's salvation is up to me, um, but God chooses uh, to for us parents to play a, a really huge role in our children's worldview and how they see the Bible, how they see themselves, how they see sin, how they see society and culture as a whole and um the heart behind it is is we want our kids to be saved we want them to fall in love with jesus like we have um we want to set them on the best foot possible um not that again not that we can affect their their futures but uh i mean uh in an eternal eternal sense not that we get to to choose what happens but God, uh, God does allow us to, to affect their, their futures by the way that we raise them. Mm -hmm. And it's super, super important. And, um, I think it's something that was, uh, really needed to be emphasized in my life. That's for sure. Um, some people in my life, including my local church that I attend called me out as the leader of my family, uh, the way that I was parenting or lack thereof, um, things that I was doing that weren't biblical. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you guys, I don't know about you guys when you first sort of got into biblical parenting, but like I was pretty offended um, that someone was coming to me and saying like, and I I was approached lovingly, but someone coming to me even in love and saying like, hey, look, this is this is what the scripture says, and like you you say that you want to honor the word of God, well, here's a way that you can do it, um, and I got my flesh got really offended. I don't know about you guys, uh, but for for me, when when biblical parenting really came to the forefront in my life, um, the offense took place. Uh, but thankfully, by the grace of the Holy Spirit, I was able to submit to the scriptures, and it's an ongoing process and a learning process. And I'm by no means perfect, but myself and my my wife have already seen the fruit of obedience to the Bible yeah, praise God. Um, and it's such a beautiful thing so uh, maybe I want to start by asking you guys like what was sort of your 
your journey towards biblical parenting? Like, how did that begin for you guys? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I just want to say on the onset too, that, uh, our journey, uh, is still a progress. Um, we have three kids, uh, the oldest being 12 and our daughter is nine with two boys. And, um, yeah, so it's still a learning process for us and, you know, each stage is new. Um, and it comes with its own unique challenges and comes with its um, its joys and its sorrows. That being said, too, with a strong foundation in the Word of God, then, you know, the principles of biblical parenting, they don't really change. Um, you just uh, apply them in different ways as the kids get older. Mm-hmm. So for us, we were going to, well, we had, we had children, um, and we were going to a church, and we had recently started a new church, actually, here in our hometown, and... Um, and there was actually quite a, a growth spurt at the church at the time with a lot of young parents with clusters of young children showed up showing up and uh, a church that preached the gospel that preached uh, exegetically the text and, and was faithful in those ways and, and the leaders of the church recognized that there was a real problem in the congregation because <laughs> there was a whole bunch of families in there ours included who had kids um, who desired to raise our kids in a biblical way but had no idea what we were doing yeah. and we were really desperate and so actually in particular I remember one one Sunday service I don't remember how many times I'd left the service uh, to deal with children that were being unruly and disobedient that after the service I was kind of sitting in the in the pew everybody had kind of gone down to the uh, reception area where they eat and there's a gym or whatever and this this one old fellow had come up to me and he said to me uh, and I was looking forlorn and uh, obviously quite distraught by my <laughs> recent experiences and <clears throat> he came up to me and he said how you doing I'm like uh I don't know. And he said to me, it's going to get worse. <laughs> and that was really actually encouraging to me because it gave me some perspective on, on what was happening. But, uh, you know, with our kids um, and this church in particular where we were at, they introduced some teaching to us and to the to the church at large. And the, the church sort of stopped what it was doing in the middle of everything. And, um, you know, our, our Wednesday night fellowship Bible studies switched over to basically um, biblical parenting and biblical, biblical teaching. And nice. a lot of it was focused around... Um, Ted Tripp's uh, Shepherding a Child's Heart, which I will put a mad plug in for uh, Dr. Tripp right now because it is a, it's a revolutionary uh, book that, that if you apply the principles, and they're biblical principles, if you apply them in your lives with your kids, um, you will see uh, fruit. God, God's blessing will, will be very evident. And so that, that's what happened to us. And, um, you know, it was only a matter of a few weeks um, after really getting a hold on uh, of some of these concepts, some of these principles, uh, that we saw real growth in our children and, uh, and a real change in, in their attitudes, uh, in the way they responded to us, but not only that, in the way that we responded to them, because, you know, you can, you can be so caught up with dealing with behavior, uh, that you miss them, the under, underlying condition of the heart that, not not what your children are doing and, and the things they're doing wrong, although they are wrong. But there's a there's a deeper um, root cause a sim- uh, of that causes these symptoms. And I always I always say it like it's like a cold. You see the symptoms of your cold. You see you know the coughing, the sore throat, the the tiredness, you know the the runny nose and things like that. But you know we always try to address those symptoms. Um, you know we get nasal decongestion or whatever, and we try to you know we're really those are the symptoms of an underlying problem which needs to be addressed and that's exactly the same way it is for 
for all of us, not just our kids, but, you know, when our behaviors and the things that we do, you know, they come out of our heart. And, and so really the principle is to really try to, to address the heart of your children. And that changes through the ages when they're very little. <laughs> it's kind of hard to, to talk about the heart with your kids when they're one and two years old. Yeah. But as they get older, then, you know, that language becomes something that should be more prominent in your house and, and in your discipline. So, so we've been blessed immensely. Uh, you know, you, you can have real joyous, wonderful times consistently with your children. Um, if you apply the word of God correctly, um, and so yeah, we've we've been very blessed that way, and uh, we're the, we're the we're the glad recipients of uh, people much wiser than ourselves who uh, came alongside us and encouraged us in in appropriate ways and in biblical ways, and God really used that in our lives. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, like what you said uh, about addressing the the symptoms, and I know for myself that's that's what I was doing. Because I was just seeing a behavior or whatever, and I was trying to put a band-aid on it, essentially, yeah. um, instead of really getting to the root cause. And as Christians, we understand, because we understand the state of our, of our hearts apart from Christ, we, under, we understand that, the, that the, the real issue is our fallen nature mm. and is sin. That's right. And, um, you know, if, if you think that that people are inherently good, just have some kids and have some toddlers. And I don't know how anyone who's ever raised a toddler could ever think that <laughs> that people are inherently good and that yeah. they become corrupted. Because yeah. I don't know about you guys, but like, I didn't have to teach my daughter or my son to talk back to me, to stomp their feet and storm out, to yell, to scream, to throw a fit, to punch, to bite, to kick to lie to lie to me uh yeah to you know be deceptive or or rude or obnoxious or whatever whatever the thing is like none of those things were were necessarily imparted uh by example but they were definitely imparted by sin nature that's for sure that's right um so yeah i, I, I love that you mentioned that and um uh, you know, I, I like what you said too. Like we we didn't really know what we were doing. Um, neither did I. And and even right now, like a, like like we both said, it's it's still a process. It's still a journey. Like I'm still learning a ton um, about how to parent in a biblical way. And yeah, it's it's definitely a process. So we're not we're not sitting here tonight saying we we have it all figured out. But what we are saying is. Um, Parenting techniques have changed throughout the ages. Um, even if you think, you know, how, how our grandparents' generation was raised compared to how we were raised compared to how most children are raised now, there's been a, a, a gigantic shift, that's for sure. And a shift away from uh, discipline, would, would I would say, would be the general theme of the story. Um, but obviously there's way more to that. Uh, but there is, what we are saying is, there is something that spans time that is not uh, not subject to a certain thought or uh, generational uh, thought pattern, and that's the Word of God. Because mm -hmm. the Word of God is active and living, and mm -hmm. it's perfect, mm -hmm. and 
It, it doesn't change. Exactly, and it's it's unchanging. That's right. So the biblical principles that, that we can read about when it comes to the heart, when it comes to sin, mm. when it comes to parenting specifically, and then when we apply those to our situation, yeah. um, that's, that's like the real meat and potatoes of what we're saying here is we're not the authority, but there is an authority. That's right. And the authority is scripture as, as is stressed numerous times on this podcast and will be for as long as this podcast goes for. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So Tyler and Lori, uh, I guess sort of my next, my next sort of question to you guys would be, um, can you, can you share with us like some of the, some of the practical things that you guys learned, um, for people who are listening when it comes to biblical parenting. And actually, let me ask you this too. Like how old were your kids when you guys, um, first, you know, realized that this was needed and started applying these things to your parenting? Mm, I think the youngest was under a year. So Cassie. Cassie was a yeah, babe. Six months or something. A roly poly oh, chubby little babe. <laughs> and then awesome. Carson would have been two, Connor would have been three. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. They, uh, but they were a handful to say the least and we had tried everything from like timeouts or counting to three and or, spanking and spanking we yeah. had spanked them from the beginning but well, we spanked them because we it had just, it yeah <laughs> it wasn't consistent and right. it was out yeah. of like yeah. frustration usually yeah. yeah we were never abusive to our children but they you know that i think it's a very typical pitfall for parents who you know and and it was a pitfall for us as well to really and this is no disrespect to our parents or or any of the, any of that, but um, you know, modern day parenting, um, you know, as far as it's gone away from the, from the the Bible and the teachings of the Bible, which they're clear, um, the farther it's gone away, the less effective it's been, and so it ends up being sort of a war of wills in the household, where you know when the, when your children are very little, um, it's not very hard to impress them, you know, <laughs> and so. You know, a, a six-month or one-year-old, so a one-year-old or two-year-old child. You know, you're you're a lot bigger and louder, and 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 you you very often see it in households where it becomes sort of this. Uh, I'm bigger than you. I can make louder sounds than you. Therefore, you'll listen to me. Um, yeah. That's a fallacy, though, because there's going to come a time in your life when your kids are way bigger and louder than you, and and and, and that that power struggle that you're sort of teaching your children. Um, in those early years, it's going to shift in their favor eventually, and, and it's going to, you know, it's going to not be a, a pretty sight. And this, you see it, you see it playing out all the time with with uh, full grown young adults now, you know, or young men, young For young sure. women, uh, and their attitudes and things like that, and and which unfortunately leads to a lot of broken relationships with parents and things like that. Now, the other side of it too is. Um, well, I guess, yeah, I think what a lot of parents, you know, I want to emphasize this is, is they deal with behavior and not the heart of the issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Is like, is it our job to be our kid's friend? Because I hear, I've heard that a lot. Like, you know, oh, my, my mom's my best friend or my dad's my best friend. And a lot of situations I've come into contact with, that is, essentially means like my mom and dad let me do whatever yeah. I want. Yeah. It can grow into a great friendship once you're adults, <laughs> and even you yeah. can have friendships with your kids, but it's it's not 
We're not peers. That, yeah, and from from a young age, I think it's so important to teach kids that they're people under authority. That's right. And we are people under authority, under Christ. Amen. That's right. And so teaching them that everyone has a role to walk in. Mm. So them as children are to obey their parents. That's right. And wives are sub- to submit to their husbands, and right. husbands are to love their wives and to lead the family, and we are to follow Christ, right? Mm. And that if they know that from a young age and you can show them in Scripture... Where it says that, mm. I think that is a crucial part of reaching their hearts. Absolutely, yeah. Children are, are people under authority. You know, you're you want to be approachable to your children too. You know, and as your kids get older, they're gonna have more complex problems. You don't want your little Johnny to be like, oh man, I don't want to tell Dad that. You know, you want right. you you know you want them to be able to come to you, and, and you want to have an open. Uh, dialogue with them and that that starts early on and you can either build that or you can cause that to to fall apart and so just uh, little by little but uh, on, the, on the other side of it too your children should not ever come to you with a attitude of disrespect or, or or you know talking to you like you're one of their buddies right um we don't ever allow our children to talk to us like that you know we, we would say things to them like you know you're allowed to ask me that question but i don't like the way you're asking you know, in that tone or yeah. with those words. And so if you could rephrase that in an appropriate way. And so being a, being a friend to your kids, I actually, I think if, if my child was to say that I was his best friend, I think that would be a wonderful, it's a warm, warm affection thing in, in, in the appropriate way. But in the way that I think that a lot of people say, it, or a lot of children say it, you know, especially young adults and, you know, my dad's my bro kind yeah. of thing. You know, I, I, I can, I can get away with all of the rotten things that I want to do in my flesh with my dad you know that's that's not good you know no, that's the not. parents have really at that point totally given in any kind of authority in their children's life and right. and and really have no room to speak in uh, any in any kind of authoritative way in their life and um you know i can imagine in a situation like that where a father or a mother would bring the scripture to bear on a certain situation in a child's life and they would there would be no weight behind it because yeah. they, they've given that up yeah they they've given up their respect essentially absolutely they've taught that 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 the position of mom or dad doesn't actually command a, a level of respect yeah. from the child. Yeah. And in turn, um, as, as Christians, especially we're, if we do that, we're teaching our children that the authority of Christ is something that can be trifled with mm-hmm. and it can be played with right. because we, we teach them. And this is a lot what, what I got out of shepherding a child's heart from what I've read so far is, that we're actually exemplifying to our children um, that God lets things slide mm. and that he he doesn't actually care about appropriate behavior or um, you know submission submission to his his perfect law mm. and of course not that we're saved by the law at all and I think of I think of this example like and this is an example I've used um, with some non-Christian people before, because sometimes we get the objection like, "Oh, Christianity is religion. It's it's just a bunch of rules," and like I don't want to have a bunch of rules because I just want to live my life and do my thing, and like I don't want to be told what to do. Like I just just let me live, man. I'm a good I'm a good person. Yeah. Just let me do my thing. Like I'm I'm not trying to hurt anyone. Yeah. And and I've used this example before, um, and I think it applies to to everyone no matter what the age but definitely to parenting um let's say uh picture a really a really busy street in a city 
mm-hmm. and I, I buy a house on that street. And the house has a really nice, beautiful front yard, but there's no fence. And uh, there's cars zooming by. And let's say we have we have kids that don't know any better. They they can walk. Maybe they're two years old, but they don't really know the danger of traffic like mm-hmm. like I do as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, so already, like I know something that they don't. Yeah. And let's just say, like, I sit down on the couch after work, uh, crack open a, a a refreshment, and send my my two-year-olds outside to play in the front lawn with, with the cars zooming by and they're throwing around a ball and the ball goes into the street and the kids start to wander towards the street and I'm I'm watching the baseball game or something mm. and I, I've asked people before I said am I a good father mm. and they say well absolutely not like yeah. of course you're not and I say okay okay yeah I, I agree I'm giving I'm, I'm throwing you a beach ball here okay. um, so to speak and then I then I then I say this um Let's say I buy that property, it's got a beautiful front lawn, and I, I build this this impenetrable fence that like they cannot get out of. No two-year-old could ever conquer this fence. Not a chance. It's 100% two-year-old proof. And then I come home from work, and I put my lawn chair on the front step, and my kids are playing in the front lawn, and they throw the ball. They're throwing the ball, and the ball goes over the fence. I say, guys, just wait here, and Dad will go get that for you. And now am I a good father? And every time, of course, the the person who I'm asking this to goes, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And so, so you're saying I'm a good father because I actually set up boundaries for my children because I have more knowledge than they do of what's going to hurt them. And even though they might think it's totally fine to go out and play in the traffic and don't see what the big deal is because they just want to have fun. But I see what the big deal is. And because I love them, I, I put up this boundary for them. And that applies to us as any age of person in submission to, to the perfect law of God. Not that we can fulfill it, of course, but that we desire to to serve God in everything that we do. And we desire to submit to his law to the best of our fleshly ability, uh, of our earthly ability, I should say. Mm. Um, and it applies to, to parenting as well. Mm. Like... Proverbs is super clear, like, and I'm paraphrasing here. If 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 you if you love your kid, you're going to discipline them. Yeah. And if you don't discipline them, Proverbs is very clear mm. that, and it says you actually don't love your child. Well, it says you hate him. Yeah, yeah. It uses very some very strong language. Proverbs thirteen twenty four. Whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. Yeah. Yeah, I think that boundaries are huge. And I think boundaries you know, in all areas of life are very important, especially with young children. And I always give the analogy too of, um, you know, if you're walking along the side of a steep cliff, you know, and it's winding around a mountain and, and, you know, right to your right hand side, there's this big drop off. And if you fall off there, you're going to get really hurt or die. And, you know, you could be walking along that edge and you feel very unsafe. Um, but if I was to put a big fence, like you said, in your analogy up along the side of that road, that, that protected you from falling over then then you feel safe and you feel secure and you're comfortable and you're able to move more freely yeah it's the same way with children too and especially with young young children so i would say that the the the, the time that your child starts to uh, need discipline and correction is the time that they can resist you and mm-hmm. that starts like on the change table wow if they're fighting okay. against you um to get their diaper on and off when they're really little uh, there needs to be some correction there, um, you know, and and so when we when we discipline our children, we, you know, you got to let the scriptures 
speak, and I want to read this scripture here. It says in Proverbs 23, uh, verse 13 through 15, Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. If you strike him with a rod, yeah, it might sound like he's dying. <laughs> yeah, I love that verse. Yeah. If you strike him with a rod, you will save his soul from Sheol. My son, if your heart is wise, my heart too will be glad. And then I want to read one more here too. You can it, read his... Yeah. On this podcast, man, yeah. I will Let's, never, ever oh, tell you to stop reading the yeah, Bible. Yeah, the Proverbs, I mean, the scriptures <laughs> in general are so rich when it yeah. comes to this. I mean, we always, it, this is the thing that really amazes me. We have gurus and books and classes yeah. and schools and parents and all these people out there trying so hard to come up with a philosophy to raise children that works. Yeah. And I'm like... I just read my Bible, and, mm. it's, and it tells me things like this in Proverbs twenty two fifteen: Folly or foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline drives it far from him. I mean, the Bible says that foolishness is in the heart of a child. Yeah. That means that they're going to make irrational decisions. They're going to do things that are so ridiculous, and they're, they're not going to have a problem with it because they have foolishness in their heart. That's it right. doesn't mean they're necessarily bad. It just means that they have a lack of wisdom and understanding, especially in the things of the world. And, you know, when your child acts foolishly uh, and especially acts rebelliously towards you and you discipline him or her, uh, you know, it literally says that it will drive that foolishness right out of him. And that's a promise of the scriptures. Uh, Proverbs twenty nine seventeen says, Dis- Discipline your son and he will give you rest. He will give delight to your heart. And there's another one here that... Uh, I really like and it's, and it's just two verses later in Proverbs 29 oh, sorry two two verses prior it says the rod and reproof give wisdom so that's the that's the correction stick that's the that's the utensil that you use to uh, educate your children <laughs> yeah. um, you can say spank yeah spank right it's where the what does Ted Tripp say it's where the the well, I can't remember I want to try <laughs> the, the rod of reproof gives wisdom but a child, now think about this, a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. Yeah. You see this sort of freelance parenting that's happening today. and Free-range parenting, free, I think, it, I think it's free, been called. Free-range, yeah. Free-range, yeah. Free yeah, yeah. like chickens out on a farm, you mm-hmm. know, like give me a break. Uh, and you see what happens with that. You know, children are left to their devices. They're left to their sinful nature. They're left to their own whims and their desires and the and the selfishness of their own hearts. And that's if that's left unchecked, I mean... I I don't know what to think about a lot of these kids they're going to be 18, 20, 25 years old, you know, where they're still children but they have the power of a man, strength of a man. Yeah. It's a terrifying thing. And you Agreed. know, so discipline your children. <laughs> and you know, they'll 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 be a rest, they'll give you they'll give you rest and they'll be a delight to your heart. Children are a gift of the Lord. They're they're a gift from God. Amen. And it could be such a wonderful thing to have children. It can be very difficult to have children. Yeah. There could be seasons where it's very difficult, and you go, "Oh my goodness, what have we done? We should we should have stopped while we were ahead," you know. Uh, but there are seasons too, and you're with raising children. If you if you're consistent and um, you 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 do your very best to honor the Lord uh, in your in the way that you raise your children, and when that starts to bear fruit, and you start to see that the contrast between, you know. Uh, worldly philosophies um of raising children in a biblical philosophy or biblical teaching mm-hmm. and you start to see that bear out in your children's life that that brings joy that's that's a Amen. wonderful amazing thing to see and you can have this sweet special time with your children yeah. um that's real and authentic and not just well we got along tonight because dad rented a movie and bought pizza right you know 
Yeah. Where you can consistently day by day have this growing and tender relationship with your children. Mm. And, and so that's a wonderful thing. And that, that's, that's God's word. That's his promise. And, and it, you know, if you were, if someone was trying to argue with me and say, Oh, I don't know. I don't think that spanking or, you know, using a rod of correction is, is appropriate. Or, you know, and it's a different type of world we live in now. And, and, you know, we need to use psychology and things like that. I honestly, there, there's literally nothing that someone could say to me to tell me that that is true. Yeah. Cause I have firsthand experience seeing the fruit in our lives, in the lives of our children, you know what? Yeah. If you were to go up to any one of our children right now and say, do you think that spanking is good? They would, without hesitation, say, absolutely. Yeah. Because my wife runs a daycare, and <laughs> we see a lot of the kids here. And it, and our kids see a lot of the kids, and they mm -hmm. go, their jaws drop when they see some, how some of these kids behave and the, and the way that they, they interact with their parents. And our kids are shocked by that. Mm -hmm. And not that our kids are perfect, they're angels, but they're, they're you know, when you follow the biblical principle and you... Uh, you know, the contrast is evident and the fruit is just overwhelmingly obvious. For sure. So that's, that's one thing I was so, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I was really surprised by it because like God is so faithful in his word. Like what he says, if you apply it and you do it, like Amen. it just happens. That's right. Like it just does. Yeah. But I guess the word that I would use is I'm, I'm just like, maybe how, how quickly some of the fruit that I saw. Yeah. It was incredible. A couple like, of weeks. Week. The, when I started, when I, when I began to, cause like you, like you guys had mentioned, like we were, we were spanking before, but it was like a last resort thing. Yeah. So we were, yeah. yeah. So before it was like, it was like a hostage negotiation mm. and like my kids were the <laughs> bank robbers and I was there on the microphone and I was like, okay guys, well, you know, if you stop now, then then we can just forget about it or, mm. or if, you know, if you do this, then I'll do this. And it was yeah. just this like hostage negotiation yeah. where I was, I was actually, at it than us too. exactly where yeah. I was actually the one being held hostage. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> as soon as I started <laughs> consistently applying these, these biblical principles of, you know, not sparing the rod, mm. um, the, the fruit was, was, there was some immediate fruit, but mm. just in, in the span of a couple months. Yeah. The fruit was crazy. Yeah. And my son, who's, uh, you know, maybe you guys can speak this too, because you have bo both boys and girls, and, and so do so do I. Uh, but my son, he was more like the tense up, like, throw, like start throwing hands, like, get violent. <laughs> and he wasn't, like, really affectionate with me. Mm -hmm. um, but then when I started, like, disciplining him consistently, yeah. Yeah. like, he's super affectionate now. Yeah. Like, it's when I started to give him like, this is the line. Yeah. You cross yeah. it. Yeah. You cross it. And dad, dad does something about yeah. it. Yeah. And, and he has consistent. Exactly. Then, yeah. And he has, he has peace in that. Mm. Um, well, he'll feel safe too. He'll feel safe. Yeah. Say, yeah. Because he knows exactly. where his boundaries are. Yeah. Just you know, to test. exactly. And so if mm. kids don't know what the boundaries are, there's literally, they, they're, well, they still test. Yeah, that's right. They do. They'll, oh, test. Yeah, They'll try to push the boundaries <laughs> of too, course, yeah. which just means that you got to double down and be more consistent. And those boundaries can, uh, you know, not obedience or rebellion boundaries, but like you know, obviously things that they're allowed to do. The boundaries can expand as they get older. But right. uh, training your children too. So like, just on a very practical level, like mm -hmm. your kids don't come trained. They come very well. They come trained for a lot of things, and mm -hmm. that's to live according to their sin nature. And I mean, like yeah. like you said earlier on in the introduction, there like. You, you you can't have children and think that they are born innocent and good. I mean, they're innocent, yeah. of course, in many ways, but and good in many ways, but they're, 
you can see that marred nature, that sin nature. Sin you can nature, see the yeah. you can see the lying and the deceit and the selfishness evident from very very early on. And, Absolutely. But children who don't have boundaries and, and who are left to themselves become ashamed to their mother, mm. and to their fathers too. And 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 you know the opposite is a lot of these promises. The opposite is true as well. And so if you say to you know someone here, um, discipline your son for there is hope. Do not set your heart on putting him to death. If you don't discipline your son, you know, it's kind of hopeless. And mm-hmm. you are setting your heart uh, onto death. Um, there's another one here, too. Uh, well, I'll have to try to find it. While you're finding it, bus, <coughs> I will read. Because uh, we're talking a little bit here. Actually, we're talking a lot about the heart issue. And. Mm. Um, this episode is actually really good timing uh, because the episode that aired before this one, Jordan and I spoke about the state of our flesh apart from regeneration, which is dead, um, and how we are spiritually dead and can only pursue the things of our flesh. Um, that was a great podcast, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, I highly recommend it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, and I just want to, I know I read it in the last episode too, but can never get enough of Ephesians, that's for Mm. sure. I just want to read a little bit out of Ephesians chapter uh, chapter 2. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. So even if, like, if if you're listening to this and you're in Christ and, you know, like, you are a a child of God, uh, this was still you, as was all of us at one point. And this is every single human being before regeneration, before... God rescues us from our sin and, and our, our state of uh, deadness, so to speak. And you were dead in, in the trespasses of uh, and sin in which you once walked, following the course of this world. That's all we can follow. Following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work at the sun, in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature, by nature, children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. And then, I, I won't read too much on, but it you have you always have to, to read verse 4. But God, <laughs> but God being rich in mercy, because of the great love which, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Um, mm. I'll, I'll stop there. Mm. Um this is this is what we're dealing with. Um, I like what you said, Tyler. Like children are innocent in many ways and mm-hmm. and um, good in many ways, but we have to we have to know what we're talking about when we say innocent and good. Mm. When like ultimately speaking, no one is innocent and, and no one is good, uh, and that's why we need Jesus and we desperately desperately need him. Mm-hmm. So this is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with people just like us. Who, who are currently, um, you know, if your kids aren't saved, they're currently following the desires of the body and mind, and by nature, they're children of wrath. Like, that's what we're dealing with. Um, I like what Vody Bauckham says. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember the, the preamble to what he says, but it's something like, you, you know, you think that's a cute little baby or whatever, and he says, no, that's a viper in a diaper. <laughs> Yeah, that's like one of my favorite things that he says. That is a viper in a diaper. Um, Tyler, I don't, I don't know if you found what what you're looking for there in the word. But well, I've moved on to something else here. Okay, you go right ahead then. Yeah. Um, oh, my phone's trying to listen to me. 
Well, like you said just recently, a lot of what we're talking about is the heart, heart issues. And so the Bible obviously talks about the heart extensively. You know, you think a lot of people get get the idea of the heart. Um, you know, we think, you know, the heart is this uh, soft sort of affectionate side of us. Mm. And uh, really, what, the Bible doesn't speak in language like that. The mm. Bible speaks of the heart as, as the as really the mind or the soul, the, the reasoning part of you, the the the, the part that um, the wellspring of all of your actions flow out of. And so um, James chapter 4, um, this is a very interesting uh, section of scripture, and it's dealing a lot with the heart. And actually, really, a lot of James is dealing with uh, the heart. And James says here, what causes quarrels, verse 1, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You mm-hmm. desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. And I won't go any further there. And he goes into a lot of really amazing things here. And, and in this late, in the latter part of the verse, there's um, solutions to all of these things. But James is, is saying that within each of us, uh, especially believers, there's a there's often a, and not believers, but more so with believers, there's a struggle of the heart that's going on inside of you. And so he says, what causes these quarrels? What What's going on inside you? What causes these fights to come yeah. out? What, 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 what boils this to the surface? What's going on underneath? And he says, is it not that your passions are at war within you? Mm. And so, you know, Jesus says in Matthew 15 here, if you want to turn there. Um, <clears throat> I will turn there. Yeah, Matthew 15, 19. All right. All right. So Jesus says here, and he's, he's speaking to Peter, um, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, and slander. These are what defile a person. And then he goes on to say, but, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile does not defile anyone. And so out of the, uh, from out of the heart, the mouth speaks. From out of the heart comes all these things. And so when you're looking at your children and you're dealing with your children, and, you, and, and so often your kids are going to do things that are going to make you go, ugh. Yeah, you know you, you you've you've had it because you you know little Johnny is fighting with little Susie over a toy for the thirty ninth time today, and you've <laughs> yeah. gone in there and you've addressed their behavior. Well, who had it first? Well, I had it first. So Susie give him his toy back because he had it first. You know, I don't know where it says. And this is Ted Tripp, but he's like, I don't know where it says that in the Bible. You know, whoever yeah. had it first gets to keep it. Yeah. You know, but there's an underlying cause that's happening there in your children, and what a wonderful opportunity you have to actually express to your children. You know, you know, come here, Johnny or Susie, and it's not that one child has a toy and the other one wants it, or you know, or they took it from them, and, and one child's being selfish. No, they're both being selfish. Yeah. And and you know, as parents who have been blessed with children, you've been given a wonderful opportunity to be the most prominent voice in your kid's life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they will yeah, listen to you, and you have a few years, a few years yeah. before they're going to go, Dad, I've heard enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully not. But it, it happens. And and so as parents, we, we have these opportunities given to us to really and, and you know and I know I'm a sinner. Um, I know exactly what selfish selfishness looks like. 100%. I know because I am a selfish person, because I have a sin nature, and because I'm wrestling with the word of God and I'm wrestling with these scriptures every day and I'm wrestling with these these desires and these passions within myself and I'm trying to submit them to the to the, the authority of Christ. Yeah. And so I can go as a to my to my child as a person who's a lot older who's lived through these things and has the wisdom and the years of experience that my children lack yeah and i can go to them and i can go to them in love and i can say you know i'm 
when you are doing these certain things, you're actually really manifesting. You're showing daddy that there's something going on inside you. You know, when you take that toy from your little sister and push her down and you get joy out of that, that, that shows me something that's happening in your heart. And you need to think about that. And let's look at the Word of God together. Let's. What does the Bible say about? Mm. What, what does Jesus say about about these actions? Where, where they come from? And you can reveal your heart to your children, yeah. little by little, day by day. Scripture applied rightly. You know, the the it says, a word fitly spoken are like apples of gold in a setting of silver, and that applies to your children as well. And you parents, us parents, all of us parents, and those who have children. Um, have been given such a wonderful opportunity to express that to them. And so your children, don't they don't come out of the womb saved. No. And so your children, they don't even, they're not born with the concept of sin, really. I mean, it's obviously written on their hearts in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. But, as, you know, when they're very little, but as they're growing, and, and you know, we have 12-year-old, you know, 10-year-old, almost 11-year-old, and a 9-year-old. They, they, get, they get these concepts now, and they're understanding them. And I can show them in the Word of God, you know, when they when they manifest certain behaviors and they do certain things, their mother and I can go to them and say, hey, you, you know, when you're doing this, really what you're showing is this in yeah. your heart. And yeah, would you man. come with me now and look at the Word of God and can we just look at that together? And I, I don't want to tell you, son or daughter, that, that uh, you know, I'm unfamiliar with this and that you never want to approach your kids in a shameful way and say like, I can't believe you do that. Yeah. You ever, you know, and we were guilty of this and, and I, oh, yeah. we apologize to our children many times, you know, yeah. I can tell you that, uh, my wife and I were, we don't fight ever. We've never fought in front of, well, we don't typically fight ever anyways, but we definitely don't fight ever in front of our children. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's a very important thing. But we've, we've taken that now as on some high horse or I have anyways. <laughs> when the kids are fighting with one another, I've gone up to them and like, Where'd you learn that? Right. You never learned that from you. Ever see your mother and I fight in front of each other? We never did that before in front of you. You know, uh, how, how come you're doing that? You know, which is, a, is that's not the right approach. But the right approach would be to like, you know, I understand what it's what what selfishness looks like and what pride looks like, because I've had to deal with my entire life that I've been alive and I've been repenting of it over and over and over again before the Lord and, and, and by His grace, I hope that I'm growing in it in some ways. Mm. And and let's go to the Word together and let's look. Now that's children who can read and write and understand the Scriptures. And the, with little children, you know, little 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 ones, it's. It, it, you still need to use that language. Agreed. But it's 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 definitely you need to be build on it. you build on it from a very young age, and it's simple. You know, you know when you do that, you're acting very selfishly, and you know that's not a, that's not a good way to act. And here's why: the Bible says, you know, you shouldn't act this way because you know you should put others before yourself, and, and you know consider yourself rightly in the light of scriptures, and 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 just moving through the ages with your children, and you know. We've had people that we know that have that have jumped onto this later in life, like their children are a little older. We've had people who have started it. They, they knew these concepts before their children were even born and, and applied it immediately. And then there's people like us. Our kids were pretty young and really young and sort of in between. And, and so, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter what age your children are or what where you're at. You know, the Word of God is the Word of God and truth is truth. And, and you need to be careful to apply it in their lives. And, and you have to start somewhere. So if you haven't started, then start now. Because yeah. it's only going to get harder the older that they get. And mm-hmm. they're going to slip further and further away from you. And I just want to put one more th- thing in here really quickly. And uh, this is one thing my wife uh, mentions all the time is that the, the husband and the wife, if you guys aren't on the same page, if you're not, if you're not working together, and you're not um, unified in your in your approach to parenting, 
then you need to you need to get alone with each other and you need to sort that out. And right. I mean, you might need to wrestle in the word. I don't, I don't know if husbands need to take the lead and wives need to submit to their authority. And obviously, there needs to be a conversation and there needs to be some some um, repentance maybe from one or both. And, you know, if, you, if you're not on the same page, you know, when husband goes and disciplines the children in a certain way and wife does, the wife doesn't approve of, mm-hmm. there's a big contention there. And just think about what that would produce in a child. Yeah. Okay? Dad took me to the bedroom, scolded me for my behavior, and then spanked my bum. And when I came out, I knew that mom didn't approve because they can sense it. Yeah. And then you go to mom and mom coddles you yeah. and, and soothes you and comforts you about big mean dad. Yeah. I mean, that you can just, you don't have to have be very imaginative to see the damage that that would produce absolutely. in a family. And so it's, it's absolutely critical um, that husbands and wives... Uh, know and understand the scriptures together and are, are willing to submit themselves to the scriptures and, and um, that they're working in unison and, and I would even suggest if you're if you're <laughs> if you're not unified in these things then you need to take a big step back with your discipline until you get those things sorted out and mm. um, yeah yeah that's thank you bro that's yeah. uh that's so good and I, I love what you said about uh you know all these different techniques and all these different things and and i love how you just over this last little bit here and even the same like you know get into the word get into the bible and one thing i always do on this podcast is say like i want every conversation on here to reflect that we are under the authority of scripture Um, and showing that to our kids like dad is under authority mom is under authority mm-hmm. we're in submission to christ mm-hmm. and and it's not a it's not a negotiation that's right with jesus yeah he's our he's our inter uh he's our great high priest who intercedes for us that's right we are not the great high priest because if yeah. we tried to intercede for ourselves we'd all be in hell <laughs> rightfully so <laughs> and and rightfully so yeah. well deserved yeah a hundred times over a thousand times over um, but yeah, showing the showing our kids that we're under that authority, mm. and the temptation I know I know for me sometimes still is not as much now, but it really was like well you know like there's so many like good techniques and like this person has this idea this person has this idea, but it's really coming back to the authority and the supremacy of the Word of God, mm. um, and I want to read just a, a passage out of James here to to do with that the wisdom yeah. of God versus the wisdom of man. Mm-hmm. Um, just to back up our point so it's not just me saying it yeah. but it's it's the authoritative word of God saying yeah. it and then I want to if you guys are okay with it I want to just ask you I know you're getting into some practical stuff there a little bit but I yeah. just want to ask both of you um, some practical yeah like questions and sure. maybe even throw a scenario or two at you and put you on the spot but yeah. we'll see yeah. um, but first I'm going to read out of uh, uh, James chapter 3 uh, verse 13 to 18 and this is going along with with what what you're harping on, what I always harp on on this podcast is like, we, we have everything we need in the word of God. Mm -hmm. Does the word of God speak specifically to every exact situation? No, no, but it does. It does tell us how to act, how to approach anything in life, literally anything. And anyone who would argue against that, um, doesn't know their Bible. Exactly. <laughs> they haven't applied the word to themselves. Yeah. Um, and I don't don't say that to, to no. beat people up at all, but yeah. it's that's it, where I it's was. It's there and it's available for you. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. we we have 
we have the perfect, holy, sinless God mm. who has written down his word for us. Mm. And we can apply that to our situation. Sure. And if if we don't, it's like if you have a migraine and you have a, a cupboard full of medication that could help you, you don't use it. Well, I have, I have the I have the migraine medication. It just sits yeah. in my cupboard. Yeah. You know, well, I have my Bible. It just sits in my cupboard. Anyways, getting uh, going down a rabbit <laughs> a rabbit trail here. Uh, James chapter three verse uh, starting in thirteen, and we'll go through eighteen. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but it's but it is earthly, unspiritual, and get this, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace peace by those who make peace. This speaks to pop psychology parenting, yeah. uh, modern parenting techniques. Yeah. It's not the wisdom that comes down from above. That's right. And the Holy Spirit through James lays it out explicitly here for us that it is, it is not just not good, mm. it's actually demonic. unspiritual and demonic. Yeah. Like these are some strong words. strong words, but the wisdom that comes from above, and where do we get that wisdom from mm. sitting in a room and waiting for a booming voice yeah. to come out of the skies? Yeah. No, yeah. we, we open our Bibles. We read the word of God because mm-hmm. it's active and living and we apply it to ourselves. That's right. But anyway, I can always go down a rabbit trail about the no, that uh, means, sufficiency of scripture. <laughs> yeah, that passage that you just read is immediately uh, preceding James chapter four, exactly. what I just read, where yep. he's going and talking about the heart, what causes quarrels and causes fights among you. Is it not that your passions are at war within you? Exactly. It's, yeah. you know, it's a working out of those things. For sure. So, uh, do you guys mind if uh, we spend the last 10 or so minutes here yeah. and I can just, you know, maybe throw a couple scenarios at you and and just ask you, uh, Tyler, you were getting into some practical stuff, but, yeah. okay, so you guys you guys said that when, when you uh, began to realize the need, uh, you were shown the need for biblical parenting, mm-hmm. you had a six-month-old and then like a two-ish, yeah. one-ish year old as well, um, and Tyler, you mentioned something like your kids your kids start fighting against you on the change table yeah that's when you need to introduce discipline okay give it give us a give us a practical way because i know people are going to to be out there saying like you can't discipline a six-month-old because they don't know what they're doing yeah so so can you give us a a, like a practical example or a way or maybe Lori, you can one of you (laughs) i don't know i think with a young baby okay we have to remember first of all we don't discipline for childishness right we discipline for defiance and rebellion so if you have a child let's say for example on the change table who's fighting you to get changed and they can understand no at six months and you say no you stay still and then they stop okay there you go you were able to teach them and Mm -hmm. explain it to them and they got it but usually that's not what happens they'll (laughs) fight it so you give a swat on the bum and they understand from that you only have to do that once or twice and they know 
mom means I should not be that's right. fighting her on the change team. That's right. And then from our experience, that's when it stopped. And if there was one or two times that it happened, they knew very well that they were being defiant. Right, yeah. So I think there's there's other scenarios, especially as they get into the toddler years, more so like I'd say we discipline a lot more once they're older than six months. Of course, yeah. Um, and you're instructing them and you're teaching them. And even like, um, let's say a child's trying to get into a cupboard that's not safe. Right. You're going to tell them no first and you're going to close the cupboard. And you're, it's not just like you're training them. That's right. Yeah. But you don't discipline just for the first time they're doing it. Right. Like you're, you're disciplining for the defiance because you can see it in their eyes that they're like, oh, mommy doesn't want me to do this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. Where they look at you and they slowly <laughs> oh, open yeah. the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember uh, Connor at your grandma's house? She had this this glass table or something with some stuff in the middle she didn't want him touching yeah it's and like a drawer that you could pull out that she could arrange ornaments i think and throw yeah, decorations was, on the and then once you close it probably yeah. two not even and no maybe even younger a year and a half or something and we'd go over there and he, at first it was like no connor you can't touch that mm. and then he tried again and he got a, a smack on the smack hand. on the hand yeah and then he starts crying and then <laughs> He's looking at it, and then he just cries looking at it because he wants it. And then the next time we come over, it's the same thing. He stands there, and he looks at it, and he just cries, and he kind of puts his hand over. He doesn't touch it, and he's just, like, just crying because he knows <laughs> what's going to happen. And he, he wants it, it so bad, but he knows he's not yeah, supposed he to. Yeah, he knows he's not supposed to, yeah, right? right. So it's a training process. It's not, it's not just, yeah. Yes, it's you know that's a that's a touchy subject for some people. You know, like a, a baby is a, absolutely a, the most precious thing in the oh, world. Oh yeah, for and, sure. And you know, as parents, the last thing you want to do is cause your children discomfort. Um, and so there's this whole there's this concept that um, um, you know spanking your children is somehow unloving. You know, it's an act of, 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 of it's not a loving act to discipline your children physically, which can there's nothing further from the truth than that. You know. So when you have a young child that, that is acting in a certain way, um, especially in defiance, uh, you know, uh, a smack on the bum for a young child is very effective. Yeah. And it, it doesn't have to be this deep theological discussion with a, with a one-year-old. You're not going to have that. But it just needs to be the language of, no, I, I said, no, you're not supposed to do that. You're under my authority. I'm your parent. God has put you under me, and you need to obey mom and dad because I know better than you because... I'm older than you, and so and it's true. And, yeah, no, and so, and you know what? If you start that young, they they get it really quickly. It's very effective, and 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 you know you can you can spend a lot of the young years of your children really miserable if you don't do oh, this. Man. But if you if yes. you get a hold of it, and they they'll get a hold of it really quickly. They they have no questions in your mind that they that you love them. Yeah. Children are born. And your dad's your Superman, mom, your Superwoman. You know, like it's just the way that God has designed it. It's a it's a great grace of God in that sense. Yeah. Well, and if you're consistent with it, especially if you're starting mm. when they're really young, then they're not going to test near as much because they know the boundaries. Yes. They know that no means no. It's not no and then I'll count to three or four or five or three and a half or whatever yeah. right it's no yeah. means I can no. get away with it for eight seconds this time because yeah, exactly. I know nine is the magic number 
to to go back to Vody Bauckham again. Yep. There's another thing he says um, that he gets. I can't remember where he gets it from in the Bible, but um, he talks about like the counting oh. and mm-hmm. delayed delayed obedience is simply disobedience. Is that like yeah. the delayed justice is no justice? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I I like what you said, Lori, about like we're not just we're not just like going straight to the rod. Yeah. Right away, because our, and this is actually something that's in Tripp's book, Shepherding a Child's Heart, that that really hit me too. Was like, if you haven't established or taught your child, that's like right. this is the expectation that's and this right. is the behavior I expect. Yeah. How like how dare you discipline? That's right. How dare Absolutely. how dare you jump in and discipline them yeah. for something that you haven't established? That's right. It has to be very clear to them. Exactly. To know that it's clear. Yeah. So I I love what you said. Like just. Here's here's what mom expects. Here's what dad expects. And now, like, my kids are at the age, and I say this to them, I'm like, here's what dad expects, and I explain it in the most simple way I can. Here's what mom expects, or here's the behavior that I expect. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Yeah. That's and right. my yeah. son and my daughter are yeah. absolutely intelligent enough now that they're almost four and almost three <laughs> to go, yes. Yeah. I do understand, like... Do you understand me when I say don't touch that? Yeah. Yes, I understand. Okay, we've established that. And then if they're going to... Ta- <laughs> this, this is a nightly thing. <laughs> the, na- the neighbor revving, revving the truck in the background? With the, with, no, it's a motorcycle with a really loud stereo on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good time. Yeah, some good ambiance. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, just establishing that, that baseline and not just like jumping into discipline. Yeah. One other thing I want to... like. Well, I can ask you guys a million things, but like one other, one other thing that I really wanted to make sure I asked you guys is like, so you guys have boys and girls. I have boys and girls, people listening. Maybe they only have girls. Maybe they only have boys. Maybe they have mixed like we do. Um, we understand and we've read that, you know, the state of the heart, it doesn't matter if you're male or female. We haven't, we have inherent sin. We're born, um, inherently sinful and we'll just do it out of our nature. But practically speaking, and obviously in a, and still in, in lining up with the word of God, are the have you guys found like is there is there a different approach to disciplining a girl versus a boy, or has it been like the same for you or no and yes <laughs> yeah I was gonna say in some ways yeah <laughs> okay but yeah no. well if, if you guys could ex- explain what you mean by no and yes that'd be awesome well you know we have three children and they're all extremely different so we have two boys and one girl. Um, and they're all so different. Yeah. Uh, I would say that, and I, and I don't know if this is true for every family or for every daughter, but uh, it's it's easier to impress my daughter than it is the boys. Um, it's and easier to reach her heart. Re- reach her heart. Same, yeah. That's same for me. Yeah. For sure, yeah. And but then you know we have one boy who um, can be very soft-hearted, but he has a leather bottom. <laughs> and then we have another boy who can be very hard-hearted and a very soft bottom. <laughs> so there's a... And then the, the, the daughter is both, actually. She's she's soft in the heart. And, and, and yeah, the spanking is... Uh, we don't have to spank her very much. We never did because mm. she just... It just she learned from her brothers. She, and she got <laughs> it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. You know, even the thought of, of dad disciplining her in any kind of way was just heartbreaking that's how my daughter is too yeah it's so funny and it's heartbreaking for me too <laughs> i know <laughs> it is personality i think too because you could have a boy who's very soft right. in that way too i think yeah and that's right so it just 
It just depends. Well, and you as parents, like parents, you know your children better than anybody else. And so mm-hmm. you know um, how how hard and how many to give and, and uh, you know. But the, the spanking in and of itself is not the magical thing, of you course. know. The, the the most important the spanking what it does is it, it emphasizes that there is a consequence for your actions yeah. and that's a real tangible uh, practical thing that children grasp onto very quickly but if you're not um, addressing the heart uh, when you're disciplining then you're actually missing the point mm-hmm. um, the spankings you know, there, there should be there's really never unless they're very little you know you can't really go like I said before you can't go to a, a one-year-old kid and give him a swat in the bum and, and start talking to him about you know you know the finer Their things of theology yeah you know um, you can use that language and it should be it should be practiced very simply very early on um, <clears throat> but if you, when you're disciplining your children you know you need to really really draw them out and to try to um, understand and help them to understand to the the reasons why they did it not just what yeah. they did right Maybe we should go step by step on how we would discipline. Yeah, that'd be that'd be great. Yeah, if you could do that. Yeah. Yeah, a typical scenario for us, like um, with young children, you know, let's say. I think anywhere from a year, year and a year and a half, and up. You know, I think a consistent, balanced approach um, is super important, and kids know exactly what to expect. You know, you you know most dads are, <laughs> you know you got to look at how much bigger you are than your kid. You can be a scary thing to your kid, and you don't even realize it, and, and you don't want to frighten your children. And no. so um, one of the things that's really important is to be consistent uh, in how you discipline, but also um, in a tender way when you do it, and also communicating the entire time. And so for our guys and girls, um, if, you know, if they have had clear instruction or they understand their boundaries clearly, and there's an act of defiance or rebellion um, in the household, we will tell them, in our in our house, we say, you go sit on my bed. And so this is a really practical thing that we do. Um, so they know that they go and sit on the end of our bed in our bedroom, and they wait there. Now, if you're, if you're a person with a low flashpoint, um, you know, you go from green to red really quickly. That's a, it's a wonderful thing to, if you're upset with your child or, or whatever the, whatever the situation is, you tell your kid, you go here to this certain location and you wait there. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to come and talk to you, uh, in a moment. Uh, you might not, you might not need a moment. You might not be a person that needs a moment. You might be able to be, you might be cool as a cucumber, as they say, and, yeah. and go in there and be able to, um, handle that situation appropriately. If you're not, you know, if you're if you're a low flashpoint point kind of person, then you can actually you know check your spirit um, and go and spend some time with the Lord in prayer, and um, make sure that your spirit is right before you go in there. And there's another opportunity too there too if you're you know if you obviously if you're on the same page with if your wife or your husband, uh, you've sent a child to go uh, wait in the instruction room, <laughs> you can say, and this has happened before. Uh, babe, tag, you're it. I yeah. I can't deal with this one right now. I need sure. I need you to I need you to to take care of this. Uh, although I do believe that the, the the primary disciplinary function should come from the father in the home. Yeah. The, the wife obviously needs to to exercise that as well. But I think that if the father is home and able, uh, then it should be coming from him. Mm. 
that being said, so in, in, in these situations, uh, what we would do is we would have our kid go wait for us in the room. Um, we'd collect ourselves if necessary, go in there, and then we would talk to them carefully. And, you know, at this point, you're dealing with a kid already knows very likely what's coming. They're, there's going to be tears and um, all sorts of things going on there. And what you want to do is you want to talk to your kid and you want to explain to them um, the situation of, of what exactly happened. But it's more than that. You want them to acknowledge the wrongdoing. And so you, get, you, you have to get them to, to sort of come around to see. You don't just go in there and say, you know what, you did this thing, and I can't believe you would do that, and you're getting a spanking for it, and then spank right. your bum. You know, they're not even listening to you at that point. You need mm-hmm. to go in there, and you need to sit down with them, and you need to reason with them, and you need to say, hey, this happened. You, you did this. You know that you're not supposed to do that, Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, there's an acknowledgement there. Yeah. All right. So what what does that say about, you know, you've done these things now and, and this this action, this certain thing has happened. You, you you push your little sister down and took her toy. You know, what is what does the word of God say about mm-hmm. selfishness? What you know, and you can even I have very often sat there with a the Bible open and read scriptures to my kids and, and had them read the scriptures and, and talked with them through it and and, and you know, and you make it very clear to them, and they need to acknowledge uh, what the wrongdoing is. And and obviously, with a one-year-old, you know, you're gonna have to be practical and, and, yeah. and think about very simplistic ways to do that. But as you get older and older, and old, the kids get older and older, and we get older too, um, you know, you need to apply the scriptures in a more in-depth way, and and really try to draw out the heart of your of your little one, and try to get them to see the bigger picture here, not just what they did, because that's again so easy to get caught up in behavior and uh, those things but really what you want to do is get into the hard issues and into the why they did things and not just the what and then on a very practical level um, you know you tell them all right well you know they've acknowledged what they've done wrong and you say to them well you know like I told you that if you did this wrong then there was going to be a consequence and the consequences and I'm going to spank your bum and I'm going to spank you one time or two or three times you tell them a a number you say to them look dad's gonna spank you three times on the bum this is how many you're gonna get yeah and you know and then you spank them and and they're gonna cry and it's it's hard and you know i understand how hard is that i i get that as a parent and you know you sit there with them and and you you console them after that and you comfort them and, and you talk with them and um you know, you, you, you comfort your child and telling them things and you express to them your heart's desire, which is, for me, it's, you know, I, I, I'm sorry that, you know, that you're hurting right now. I want you to see that there's consequences for your actions and I want you yeah. to know that I forgive you and I love you and sure. and I don't Reconcile. want you... Yeah, and, and yes. so really, you're not... You're not you're not in there to, to get your pound of flesh with no, this kid. You 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 know, they, they've, they, they're inside your home or the home, I don't want to say your home, but you're they're inside the home. And what they, they've, they've committed an action that's actually put them in an estranged relationship with you and with the others in the household. Yeah. And what you're doing really honestly, when you take your child, the child into that room and you discipline them with, with physical discipline and you talk with them and you draw out their heart and you get an acknowledgement from them, you're actually restoring the relationship and you're, and you're re- repositioning them back into a relationship you know that's appropriate with yourself and there's now if they if they've sinned against their brother or their sister there's a whole other you know list of things that they they need to acknowledge that that sin or that that offense to their brother or their sister or or, you know very often it'll be i'll I'll have a child in the bedroom that needs discipline because i i've 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 been in the other room and i've heard them talk to their mom in a certain way and i'll go 
I'll whistle. Yeah, you come here right now. We need. We have something to talk about now. And then yeah. you know, after the the whole disciplinary process, which uh, to be honest, can take sometimes up an hour or more. Mm. It doesn't always have to be that long, but sometimes if you know, it could be. And so you know, there might be there might be steps after to take the child. You know, uh, and I would suggest after everything's done to pray with them, to to love them, to encourage them, to mm. encourage them with the word of God, to yeah. to push them towards godly living and. And, and, and say, you know what, you, you know, do, if you do well, you know, you'll be blessed and obedience is the pathway to blessing with the Lord and, and you need to honor your mother and your father and in, in doing so you honor the Lord. But, you know, after all of that, you know, you, I will say things to my children like, is there anything that you think you need to do now? Mm-hmm. And if you've yeah. done it right, in my estimation anyways, or with our children, uh, you know, if you, if you've addressed the right heart issues, if there is some, uh, actions that are required on their part as far as like going in and asking for forgiveness from their mom from their brother from their sister something like that or whoever then hopefully they'll have the right answer to that question yeah you know is there anything that you need to do right now do you you feel like you know Mm. yeah and then they go out and hopefully they'll go and and deal with those things and so i don't know if that answers your question or not it's a little wordy but yeah i know like the listeners don't know this but uh sean and i uh FaceTimed with you guys uh, oh, yeah. a few months ago and just we sort of asked you actually a lot of this practical stuff mm. and I can tell you like we we applied a lot of these things mm. and and it's been a big part of the fruit that we've seen so like oh, this man, is why I was so excited to have you guys on this podcast because like I've seen the fruit in my own children's lives from what you guys have shared out of out of your knowledge because your kids are older and like you have more experience and Sean and I obviously see in you guys that like your hearts are 100% to honor God and honor the word and, and be in submission to the Lordship of Christ in everything that you do. And that, that makes it easy for us to listen to advice from, from people like you. So, um, I just want to say thank you to both of you, uh, because your practical advice and your wisdom that God has so graciously imparted to both of you, um, in this whole parenting thing has really, really, uh, had an, an astounding and an immense positive effect on our family. Um, and so if, if we have people listening to this, um, just try it. Yeah. Try, try parenting in the biblical way and, and drop, drop the modern pop psych stuff, Mm. uh, that, we can see evidence of in our greater culture, as you That's alluded right. to earlier, yeah. that simply is not working. It's not working. It just isn't. Free it's range, a recipe free range for kids disaster. Is a, is a recipe yeah. for disaster. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Can I make one more comment? Absolutely. Yeah. You can make a million more if you want. I think um, when we're going through the process, like what Ty was saying, with disciplining, it gives a perfect opportunity to, oh, yeah. for us to share the gospel yeah. with our kids. Amen. Like so many times yep. where it's like, This isn't about perfection in the Mm -hmm. sense that you can do it on your own because you can't and neither can we. Mommy and Daddy, we are sinners also and we we needed Jesus and we need his forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And so it gives them, first of all, the opportunity to, you can share that you aren't perfect. And I think that's an important thing too for our kids to, for us to (laughs) go to them when we sin against them or... Um, and then, yeah, share the gospel with them and point to Christ and all of that. And that it's not about 
their perfection on their own because yeah. they can't do that. Amen. Yeah, well, every every time that you're in that room with your child, and and or wherever the situation needs you, you know if if there's a if there's ever a moment where you are administering correction and discipline to your child, it is a glorious opportunity to reveal their yes. need for a savior to them. Amen. And so they don't know that necessarily. Yeah. I mean, they might hear it and they know it, but like you go in there and you can really show them like. With the authority of the Word of God, I'm mm. telling you right now that where your heart is at, you 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 desperately need Christ yeah. in your life. Yeah. And if yeah. this is left unchecked, yeah, it's gonna grow because sin grows and grows, and, and when it is full grown, it brings forth death. And so, yeah, I agree with you 100 percent for sure. You know, it's not a perfect thing either, and we don't. You know, there's going to be seasons where you are walking in obedience to the Word of God as parents, and you're doing these, and you're ministering these things appropriately and you're going to see the fruit and then there's going to be seasons where you get lazy or you get lackadaisical or you get compliant or complacent sorry yep. and you're going to kind of fall back and you need to have to continually yeah. put yourself in check over That's and true. over and over again yeah, to not because you're gonna have to fight against yeah. your flesh you're gonna have to fight against like we all <laughs> we all want to count three oh, <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean because you're and cause we all, and we all just want to hard work bribe them with a movie and yes pizza. Yeah. Yeah. oh yeah it's yeah. really hard that's work. right it's hard work and it, it's labor but you yeah. know the the earlier you start but it doesn't i want to emphasize that i don't want to discourage people from starting because you can always start yeah, start whenever start whenever start yeah. now uh, <laughs> i think one live thing your, no. yeah live, <laughs> live your best life right tomorrow <laughs> in the next life one yeah. thing ted Tripp was saying too was um if you are starting when they're a bit older yeah. to not just like all of a sudden okay we're starting this and not have that conversation with them but yeah, i think right. like coming to them and yeah, talking to them and and saying okay this is the approach that we've taken and now we have learned that this is what scripture says. And you might, so there, this is yeah. the, like these are the steps now That's that right. we're going to yeah. be doing. This is what we're going to expect and you will see. Yeah. Well, as as parents too, like, you know, you might have to repent to your children in that in that oh, yeah. at that point too I've because had to. exactly yeah, yeah had well, to. us too. But I mean like let's say let's times. say your kids are are 12, 13, 14, 15 years old and all of a sudden you get this you go out, you buy Shepherding a Child's Heart, and you listen to a, you know, like a ten-part series, something like that, and also, and God really opens your eyes to the whole this whole concept, and now you're coming home, kind of in your parenting cage stage with, <laughs> and all of a sudden you got all this download, and, and yeah. you know you can actually do some damage there too, and so there might be a there might be a moment where you need to sit down with your children and say, you know what, we we were ignorant to what the Word of God was actually saying in regards yeah. to parenting, and, and we were not faithful. Uh, mm-hmm. to to the Lord and in our in our in our responsibility as parents to you and yeah. we want to ask you for your forgiveness and we're asking now that would you please work with us and you yeah. need to go humble yeah. and you know if your children are that age already you know and hopefully you know by God's grace they'll they'll receive that and I think that they will if you're humble and and, yeah. and, and contrite mm-hmm. and, and and come with the with the broken spirit you know and and you know God God blesses the humble you know mm-hmm. God opposes the proud mm-hmm. you know but he, he he shows favor to the humble, as James chapter four says, and, yeah. and so that's our approach. And our children know they know us, yeah. you know. So, yeah, what a beautiful way to to show your children repentance. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, to and like like you guys have both said, to preach the gospel to them every mm. opportunity. Yeah, and that's like the main thing when I'm disciplining Abby or Jesse. Yeah is like after after the physical discipline is done 
you know, after the, uh, the explanation is given, then the physical discipline is, is done. It's, it's hugs. It's, mm-hmm. hey, look. Restoration. Daddy forgives you a hundred percent. Yeah. You know why? Because when I mess up That's right. and I repent and I ask Jesus to forgive me, mm. he doesn't hold a thing against me. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, yeah. Wa- he washes me white as snow mm. and, and that's how that's how daddy sees you now yeah. if if you if you continue with the behavior or whatever you know then we will have to revisit and we'll have to come back here and there, there is always that like it's yeah. not like okay we're good and now you can you can sort of um push again yeah you know if you push again there's going to be discipline but if if you're if you're sorry and if you're repentant there's there's going to be forgiveness because every time that we come to jesus and we're broken over our sin and, and we cry out to God, God, uh, have mercy on me, a sinner. Mm. He he, 100% has mercy on us. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the beautiful thing. That's the heart behind this. It, mm. Spanking is definitely a tool and it's an absolutely necessary tool. That's right. And not because we think it is, but because God says that it is mm. in that's his right. word. That's right. So it's a necessary practical tool that empowers us to correct our children but it, i like what you guys said it's not the the it's not the be all and end all it's not the ultimate goal mm. the the gospel and the salvation of our children's souls mm. is the ultimate goal and and those verses that you shared in proverbs mm. speak so strongly to right. disciplining your 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 mm. children is mm-hmm. is actually setting helping to set them on a course towards the cross that's right. and yeah. that's what we want to do we yeah. we want our children to be saved yeah um yeah well i just want to say too like um there are wonderful resources available to parents out there um and so early on we listened to a lot of paul washer too uh, he's got a lot of really really great stuff on parenting practical and far yeah. more wisdom than we could impart here uh ted Tripp, shepherding a child's heart uh yeah. and they have another one too called instructing a child's heart which is For like the older years. a little bit older, older yeah teens, teens. Okay. yeah early which teens your approach, it, overall it's not different but yeah you're not spanking you're not spanking as much right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? yeah it's, so it's addressing the heart yeah. Those, those books are incredible. And, you know, being being a part of a local church, being a part of uh, uh, being involved with people who uh, know and love you, who have uh, raised children, who have been through it, who understand the, uh, the ins and outs, um, you know, or, you know, people who can speak the word of God into your life in an appropriate way. Having those those resources and, and those people around you is invaluable. There's yeah. there's no value, value you could place on it. Uh, or yeah and that that's really honestly how you know by the grace of god we i don't know where we would have ended up if it wasn't for the wonderful people in our lives and the same, people who, who same with me and god same with used us. yeah yeah like you guys like i said yeah. you guys are part of that mm-hmm. um our local church thank you for saying that mm-hmm. our local church Amen. massive part of that yeah uh and a local church that is that is in, interested and invested in yeah. in raising our children according to the word. Yeah, hey, buddy, Not, your local church, man, needs to help me too. <laughs> yeah. We don't even go to the same church. For sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, iron sharpens iron. That's right. Uh, 100%. So, no, that's, I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned the, uh, the local church. Yeah. And I just want to say, because I have to get my digs in here, yeah, yeah. that um, I actually go to um, 
to MacArthur's church oh. in uh, Sun Valley because yeah. I watch him on YouTube. Yeah. So I go to his church. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually <laughs> I participate in their Zoom church meetings. Yeah, yeah. which is essentially it's means that thing. you go to their church. So I heard pretty soon they're gonna three D print like the uh, <laughs> communion for us. <laughs> oh yeah, I just had to get my digs in because it's yeah. like two years ago, like. If I would have told someone, oh, yeah, I go to John MacArthur's church, like, wait a sec, don't you live in Canada? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I just watch him online. Yeah. Two years ago, 99.9% of Christians would have said, well, dude, that's not, like, you watch him, but you don't, that's not, you don't go to church. He doesn't have any authority. And now all of a sudden, Zoom is church. But anyway, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, we should do (laughs) one like that. We we should. (laughs) You know, know, man, we should just call it the rabbit hole. Oh, man. The rabbit hole. Where we can just rant. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I love I love a good rant, yeah. especially about stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We can wear our tinfoil hats too. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tyler and Lori, thank you guys so so much for joining me, and um, yeah, you guys you guys bless me and my wife and our our family like crazy. We're so so thankful that that God has brought our families together. Mm. Um, yeah, I just I praise God and I thank Him for giving us the word but then also giving us brothers and sisters to to come alongside us and give us their experience and their experience being their experience when they were submitted to the word of god and i'm i'll always harp on that on this podcast because mm-hmm. i'm not interested in anyone's experience unless it's in submission to christ yeah. mm-hmm. and if it aligns with the word great boom yeah. That I'll take that nugget and I'll apply that to my life. Mm. If it's from some weird other place, forget yeah. it. I'm yeah. I'm not interested. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so all these resources, uh, thanks for sharing those two that you said. Yeah. These are men who are teaching uh, out of the authority of Scripture, mm, yeah. but they're also giving really good practical stuff that yeah. completely aligns with Scripture. Amen. And I mentioned him a couple times. I'll throw this in. Vody Bauckham as well has got Absolutely. some great stuff on really parenting. Really good stuff on parenting. Um, I mean, with the internet now, like yeah. you go on YouTube, type in yeah. um, "shepherding a child's heart," type in Vody Bauckham parenting, yeah. type yeah. in Paul Washer parenting. Yeah. Uh, biblical manhood, biblical scroll, womanhood. Yeah. Yeah. Bi- yeah. Exactly. Biblical yeah. parenting, and just um, get get into those good those good resources from Absolutely. men who are who are submitted yeah. to sola scriptura, the That's sufficiency right. of scripture. That's right. Uh, and they're not bringing in all these modern ideas and thought. That's right. That don't help. That's right. Well, thank you guys again. Um, yeah, you guys are amazing. I love you both, mm-hmm. and um, can't wait to have you guys on the podcast again. It's mm-hmm. always a pleasure. I really look forward to it, man. Thank you. Lessons. Yeah. Crocodiles are pretty cool. They eat snakes and all the stuff that you can think of, think of, think of, think of, including bats. They eat deer that come swimming in the water. A lot of time they're just trying to take a drink, but that doesn't always work. They think. Yum it. Yum it. Crocodiles eat a lot of stuff, lot of stuff, lot of stuff, but mostly deer. It's the favorite. Rabbit cake is pretty good. Carrot, rabbit, anything they want. Peanut butter sandwiches and pita all they want.
Let's start with the microphone check One, two, first Water to the dry and weary soul of the true church The kind of things that few search They say that the truth hurts Well this pain is gain So let's explain the new birth First things first Can't neglect this at the start I must preface my remarks With the deadness of the heart From original sin The effects of the fall The sin of our first parents Brought death to us all Since Adam was our federal head What he did counted for us In him were all rebels and dead Yo, captured in the mind Disaster, sin and crimes In a dark state Alaska in the winter time Shower in our frames Left to ourselves We be devoured in the flames Cause we're powerless to change If you feel that way I pray that you respond happily As you see what Jesus had to say In John chapter 3 